Good day, everyone, and welcome to the Story of America with me, your host, DeAndre Pace, and co-host, Rhett Williams. Today, we have returning with us our regular on the show, Mr. Alden Johnson, who is the Libertarian candidate for Congress to the 4th District of Mississippi. Um, it's been a while since you've been on the show with us, Alden, so let's give a quick recap of who you are for the audience. Well, my name is Alden Johnson. I'm a firefighter. I'm the Libertarian candidate for the 4th District of Mississippi. That's my introduction. <laughs> Short and sweet. I like it. So, uh, as we as we were talking in the pre-show, as you've seen, Palazzo is no more. We have successfully managed to unseat Palazzo for better or for worse. And the issue that Rhett and I have, and we've said the same thing to Mr. Brooks and to Mr. Boynton, who've been on the show since the election, um, is from our interactions, uh, or not so much interaction, but from our observations of Ezel, he scares us a little bit, seems, seems war hawkish, seems establishment. Um, what have you seen of Ezel, if you've seen anything? Because I know for us, uh, it was a little bit more difficult to get any information on Ezel. Um, I didn't see any ads, uh, and I only seen him on at the one forum, so I wasn't able to get as much information on him as I would like to, to make a real informed decision. But from what you have been able to see, what is your impression and, and how do you, I mean, what are you thinking? You're thinking that we, that we have struck gold, or I won't say gold, but with, that we have made a much better decision in choosing him for the Republican nomination, as opposed to allowing Palazzo to stay on the ticket. Um, well, I came up with an answer a while back, um, or shortly after Ezell won the primary. Palazzo didn't do anything, which uh, sometimes is good. I mean, he didn't do his job, which wasn't good. But my point being that I believe that if Ezell were to be elected, he would try to make a name for himself and unlike Palazzo, who just did nothing, nothing good, nothing bad uh, for the most part, uh, I, I believe that Ezel would really be a hard charger and try to make a name for himself in, in uh, good ways or bad ways. That's my opinion. I think you're probably right. Yeah. What were you saying? I said, I, that's a, I said I think that's a pretty accurate summation of what of what we also probably think uh, that he go in there and make a name for himself for be for better or for worse. I think he's a neocon, and I think he's just going to support traditional Republican positions on everything. I mean, he he's a sheriff. And I've looked up some. Uh, allegations and uh, a couple of cases regarding him that I'm not going to get into. They're easily, you know, you can easily look them up, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if they were true or not, but uh, I don't know. There's, he's a sheriff. Um, Jackson County's had a lot of problems as far as their jail. And I've heard this from being in jail myself. I've never been to the Jackson County jail, but Harrison County, plenty 
damn, I met plenty of people. Of course, you, you never know who you can trust in these places unless you get to know them a little bit because they're, you know, convicts. But uh, nobody ever had anything it, it, about the Jackson County Jail. It, it was always some people thought it was worse than Harrison County, which I didn't think was possible. But I know there's been some issues with his uh, his leading of the department, which, of course, he denied in the uh, in the debate. But I, I actually think in that, did you see that WLOX debate? With uh, him and uh, Plaza, yeah. I did. I got bits and pieces of my wife watched. I just. Uh, yeah. yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed with either one. I actually think Palazzo did better than Ezo. But I, yeah, I think so too, though. I, w I would attribute some of that to Ben Palazzo being a far more polished politician. I mean, he's got the practice whatever the reason but, he still did better but he was better prepared you know better prepared and i think i think that strikes to the point of what mr boyington talked about when our in our show uh the other day is the majority of the candidates were not prepared with an answer for every type of question you know they 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 have they have their field they have their niche they have their idea but when you want to take on that role, you have to be able to provide a a sufficient answer for what your position is going to be on things that are well beyond your purview of uh, of interest. And a lot of the candidates were not able to express that uh, sufficiently to me. I would, yeah, I think so. That issue just brought something up that I remember from twenty sixteen. Um, I think it was 2016, whenever Gary Johnson was asked about Aleppo and he had no idea what it was. Yeah, that one thing was just, that's what was brought. They were waiting for him to slip up. And I mean, which, would, and, which of yeah. course, that would be what you focus on because that was kind of an important issue at the time. It was, and that one thing, <sighs> that, that was his downfall, that one, what's Aleppo? I mean, I think he had other issues too, but in the public, in the public eye, that was... In the, as far as the media is concerned, they, they spun that against him, and they still do to this day. Yeah, they got him on that one. They used it to the end. Yeah, I mean, he, he as far as the, we went to the one Republican forum. We went to, and we went to one, and then we there went was, to one with the other guys, too, didn't we? Yeah, but, I mean, everybody wasn't there. I don't think Dupree showed up to anything. <clears throat> Not, not from not that I'm aware of anyway. Uh, I was at a. Uh, I didn't have a camera. I should have filmed it, but uh, there was a small Hattiesburg forum where it was myself, Dupree, uh, Dave, uh, Stellars, the other Democrat nominee, yeah. and a handful of the Republican. There was another Democrat nominee. Candidates. I thought it was just Sellers <laughs> and Dupree. No, it was just them. Yeah, because when, when it was a. He said Republican. Oh, no. oh yeah. yeah. It was uh, David and uh, Dupree and then the uh, handful of the Republicans. But uh, was, was, um, it was filmed. The news was there. I wish I wish there were there was more video of that. Was the independent? Well, any video. I, dude, I, I think he I think he dropped out, honestly, because Aaron Lee, he, he, I've attempted to contact him several times. I friended him on Facebook and he still won't respond to me. So I guess I he know, dropped I, out. I, I got he wasn't, I don't think he was on the ballot. No, the ballot hasn't, 
I'm thinking hey, y'all are breaking up. Oh, are we? Yeah. Still. No. Okay. Well, now uh, it says my now it says my internet connection is unstable. So. I don't know why I said uh, anything about the ballot. Still, I can still hear you fine. So because okay, I, all all I voted in was the Republican primary, not the um, not the runoff. I didn't vote in the runoff. No, I didn't vote in the runoff. <clears throat> so, Aaron Lee, there's no way to know if he dropped out until the general election. Yeah, because but he he, he keeps out. ignoring me, so I don't no, know why. It's not a good sign if he's ignoring, you know. Uh, yeah, I see him posting on Facebook all the time. He just ignores messaging. Hey, let me, uh, I, let me, it's a storm outside. Let me get closer to my Wi-Fi box. Yeah, take your time. You know, we're, we're, we're a casual show, except for when you're having to, you know, do some politics. It was storming here earlier very bad. Like the sky yeah. fell out for like an hour and then it stopped. It was, and then it was. Then it became hot as hell outside because Satan was out there creating a sauna in the steam room. I never understood <clears throat> what the purpose was of, um, you know, that old saying. People will be like, uh, "When it's raining, when the sun's out, people will be like, oh, the devil's beating his wife.'" How does that? <laughs> yeah. What does that even? Where? How did they come up? Why would that make you think of the devil beating his wife? I, I, uh, I always say that in my head too. Whenever I see the sunshine and raining, I always uh, either say it to myself <laughs> or I say it in my head. And yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make any yeah, sense. It's but. like, how does that correlate to the sun being out while it's raining? The devil has, it's just always been really weird. To I me. guess the sun is like the devil. Because yeah. it's hot, like you know, because the, know. the devil's hot. Okay, I get I, it. I, I think <laughs> the devil is the sun. I think it might actually tie roots into into a pagan saying that we just changed it to something else. Because if you go back into the mythologies and shit, uh, you know, you might be able to find the origin of it. But hell, I don't know. I never did I think it's just a, like uh, you know, southerner redneck saying. Yeah, well, that's what I always assumed it was. We come up with a lot of shit. <laughs> pagan redneck saying. We we come up with a lot of a lot of words that don't exist. Uh, you know. Well, all words come from, you know, they just get made up and people start using them. True, but but nobody has words quite like us Southerners have Hello? words. Yeah. Well, we can we can hear you, but you're frozen a little bit. You're not oh yeah. Frozen. Yeah, but you know, words like no, thing, I, I'm assuming that is a or swarping stick. <laughs> you ever you ever had a swarping stick, Rhett? I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a stick that you used to swarp somebody with. What does that mean? Yeah, I, I guess it means to stab and hit at the same time. I don't know. Swarp. Swarp. There's a son. So a southerner on the mountain monsters, Wild Bill. He just comes up with words. It's like, oh, it's my swarping stick. <laughs> so uh, we got a like a, a raised planter metal bed and i'm gonna start growing vegetables it's i mean i've done it before but it's been a while i think that it's going to be important because of the coming food shortages so we're just going to start growing our own vegetables here at home yeah i do i just told my grandmother she um she just got a new litter of of chickens 
And so they're about to get ready to start laying eggs in another month or so. And I told her, I said, you know what? I know I gave you a lot of shit when I told you that there ain't no way in hell you're getting a fucking cow because we're not milking nothing. And you aren't going out there and milking nothing. And me and Tracy aren't going to milk anything. But now I wish we got the cow <laughs> for, for milk. Yeah. And for we'll see, uh... Oh, there he goes. Well, <clears throat> I really like eggs are one of my favorite foods, but I do not like touching animals. And so I don't think I could, you know, I just had this repulsion from touching a living thing. That's not a human being. What's wrong with you? I don't know, dude. I've Have always been like a dog before. Yes. But you know, a dog that I know that's my dog is different, but I still, immediately wash my hands after every time i touch it oh man i i i have problems like my my dog she likes to lick all over my face i hate it because her breath stinks uh, i would never let an animal do that to me but i mean <laughs> you go fishing yeah you ever touched uh, I, I, I used to go fishing uh did you uh, were you one of well when i used to gloves? go fishing no i it, gloves wouldn't be good enough because i would still feel the fish moving I like fishing. I just, my least favorite part is having to touch the fish. <laughs> but uh, I haven't been fishing in a while. When I first started fishing, I, I would, we, me and my, uh, me and Noah, yeah. we just, we'd when just catch the fish. Fishing, and my dad, my, well, my dad would take them off the hook. I really never wanted to do it. But one time we had this uh, fishing con uh, competition with our church, Pleasant Hill Baptist Church in Sosho. That's where we went for a long time. And uh, good church, though. We had uh, it, well, it was. I don't know about now. Um, it probably hasn't changed much. Social hasn't changed much. I know a lot of the same people still go there. But anyway, we had a fishing competition and we caught the most fish out of anybody. We got a trophy for it. Actually, this picture right here is from that day where we caught like uh, 120 brim and maybe some bass, but it was mostly brim, but we caught like 120 of them one day. You know, that picture takes me, takes me back. That was back when you had more than one chin. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can, you can see that version of me in the sixth grade yearbook from social elementary. Hey, you know what? <laughs> it's a terrible picture, dude. That's horrible. I'm repulsed by it. I can't believe that was actually me. Well, it was, but you know what? It used that, to be. This is actually um this is actually the only uh high school yearbook uh or school school yearbook that I have that I ever that I ever had. I have never had a yearbook. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know mm -hmm. what i i look through it sometimes and i say oh geez it takes me it takes me back you know i i i don't have i don't have my high school yearbook i don't have a yearbook of any other time oh man that doesn't doesn't oh, that i have doesn't, i have doesn't junior that front page take you doesn't that front page take you back miss miss jivon miss bowl jivon oh miss miss latner i'm yeah take Rip. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, my best, my buddy. I mean, yeah, this picture, 
It's it's the worst picture I've ever taken in my life. And I was bullied for being a fat kid throughout all of elementary school. And I think that's one of the things that like really motivated me to, to want to be in shape, just being, I didn't like it at the time, but I guess and it see, motivated see, me to do something different. And see, your picture was right next to the sexiest girl in class too. So you had a lot to live up to. Ashley Uzel. Well, she, when we got, she, when we got she, school, she was in elementary school, but she kind of lost it. <laughs> when we got into high school, I mean, well, you, well, see, I, I had her um, in my, uh, in my gym class. So we used to have to walk around all, this thing all the time. And so, I mean, as she started to develop and become more mature, <laughs> more mature, her cup size became uh, increasingly impressive. Yeah. But, you know, in high school, the alternative, you know, the other side of her never really developed too much maybe we should uh stop <laughs> this is probably not me talking about this oh man that's a thing <laughs> i haven't seen that's the person i haven't seen in a long time uh adam shonowitz our buddy yeah. he's falling up the face of the earth i mean i remember the <laughs> no video actually he, he's in exactly the same place he always was i'm sure i remember the video of the iron curtain <laughs> what <laughs> When you guys went bigfoot hunting and you crossed the yard oh yeah, yeah yeah i said <laughs> <laughs> i said we, we got to go to Guadalupe. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Guadalupe. Oh, Dan- Danielle, uh, she, she hasn't really changed much either. She's uh, she's great. You know, she got married and she does a whole bunch of Christian missionary stuff. She's great. You know, I, you yeah, know, well, I, 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 my view of her was always just a, you know, goody, goody, two shoes, popular girl that, you know, I had nothing. I didn't have anything to do with any. She sort of lived up to it. She was she was the ideal, the, the ideal student for a young girl. I actually think. Um, I see that I, you got that little green screen circle behind you. Yeah, I keep it behind me when I'm when I have the screen up because if I don't, I start disappearing and shit. Yeah, well, obviously I know that. I watch it every time. I see you going ghost. <laughs> yeah. Just like parts of you, like half your face will be gone. I'm like, is he still there? <laughs> No, I bite and shake my head at that time. <laughs> Man, I, I uh, guess his internet is just going out because of the, the weather. Because of the weather. Uh, you know, I look at this picture of me. I still have this shirt, by the way. <laughs> I can still fit that shirt. Um, but I look at me and I'm like, hell, the only thing that's changed is I, I grew a mustache and I'm losing my hair. Yeah, basically, that's that's it. That's the only thing that's changed. Yeah, about me, like <laughs> nothing else has really changed. Like, like you, you look at this picture; it's hard to t- it's hard to see. The oh, I know. Person. I look like a completely different person. Now. Yeah, I mean, I, you know what? I, mean, I think that's like actually. That, but, but, a, but you're but you're much more tanned. Your hair is uh, a, a lot, a lot yeah. different hair. You know, you, you got more of a, a more of a liberal lesbian's haircut well, nowadays. My face developed a lot more. Got yeah, more. I mean, you, you got more. You got a more chiseled face. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what. See, Sandick still looks com- the same. Sandick compared to that, clearly puberty did me very well. well yeah, you look at that. Uh, look at that picture. Oh, man, me, what an abomination! <laughs> I wouldn't go that far to call you abomination, but but me, help. I haven't changed at all much. I look at this picture. Hell, Burleson looks fucking Chinese in this picture. Did uh, you see that? And, and uh, he's in yeah, Keller. 
He looks Chinese. In fact, I think I can perfectly picture every single one of our yearbook pictures because mm -hmm. I've seen them and I just, well, also I was just there. So I remember those yeah. were um, interesting days. The, the only other person that I can, that I can say um, looking at this yearbook that, that I've seen recently that still looks the same is Hunter Walters. I haven't seen him since high school. I seen him when I was working at Dollar General a few years ago. He still looks the same. He's still he's still a giant. I mean, how tall is he? He probably seemed a lot taller to me back then than he really was. Yeah, because I mean, I, he's he's still much taller than I am. But you know, back when we were in in uh, yeah, in high but school, I think I was shorter at the time, and I mean, he might be a couple inches. He might be like six five or something, but he's not that much taller than me. I'm six two. I wasn't then though. I'm like five nine and a half. You know, I'm short. There was this uh, kid back, in uh welcome back, Alden. Uh, hey, thanks. Sorry about that. I was having some internet issues. Yeah, we've, we've that's okay. It happens to all of us. Well, yeah, we, it's we, me we at killed, least it does. We killed the time by me calling Rhett fat when he was younger. I was. It's not and a it, criticism. It's just true. And, you know, I was, I was saying that, heck, we were looking at the pictures and like, hell, I haven't changed at all, except I'm losing my hair and I grew up and I grew some facial hair. Rhett, Rhett looks like a completely different person. Oh, it, it's, it's amazing how, how growing up, how it, how it changes us. You know, I, I can look at that yearbook and, and, and see just go all the way back to the past. We were talking about some stuff to have, you know, from the past. Uh, but back, back on to back on the topic. Um, we had the chair of your party on the show a couple of days ago, and honestly, if it wasn't for Rhett, I would have been a lot more confused about the party if it was just him and I. So, being that you are a member of the Libertarian Party. Uh, what do you see to be the number one platform issue of the Libertarian Party? Um, we on record? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you know, the each state has its own platform, and then you've got the national platform. And sometimes the state platforms have things in them that are not contradict, but made different view um we recently had our national convention did mario talk about that no yeah. i brought it up <laughs> i brought yeah, it up, Rhett, Rhett brought it up. He brought i don't think caucus and all types of stuff that i had no idea about um yeah there i was a delegate my wife was a delegate uh to the national convention uh, it was a uh, there's a certain group, uh, they call themselves themselves the Mises Caucus. Uh, are you familiar with Ludwig von Mises, Rhett, and DeAndre? Yeah, yeah, I know about, that. that's yeah, what Rhett, he was just saying. Rhett I told, I'm the one who brought up the Mises Caucus takeover, but the problem is, the general problem of the Libertarian Party is just no, there's differences in the state platforms and, the, you know, it's just, it's not like, Really, the major parties, there's no cohesion, and it's always been that way. 
Yeah, and uh, that's kind of the I guess that's why I found a home there. You know, we're just all a bunch of misfits, but at the same time, you got you know, and caps and comms. You have uh, libertarians. You know, people that say they're libertarians lean more to the right. People claim the libertarian title that lean more to the left. So just kind of a mix max. We all essentially agree the same thing, but they're extreme views on other certain things. So it's uh, I think that libertarian. Well, you know, the political compass, which I think we, we did plan one time to take it yeah, all together. But one. anyway, I'm, I usually uh, get about the same results now. But um, I haven't done. One I think libertarian and authoritarian is best thought of as a scale. Like they have it on the political compass. Like libertarian is not necessarily just one thing. It's a it's a dimension of political thought. I think all the way down and two to the right. Yeah, on the political I'm, compass. I'm, I'm halfway down and half a percentage or half a point over to the right. And I'm practically dead center, but like a point to the right. So basically. Nowadays, we would be considered to be far right, but of course, we know that that's not the case. I'm actually quite surprised that that my test had me being almost dead center. Like, I was almost a center. center Yeah, I was surprised. I thought you'd be higher up on the authority. Did y'all see Palazzo's? Well, what was his? Uh, Don't quote me. It's public, but I want to say it was uh, (laughs) on the authoritarian up. And then I think it was two to the left. So, uh, me. so yeah, it's gotta just, be fake. Why would he put that out there? Well, he was, uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's a bunch of these, uh, algorithms and stuff. I, I know it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So basically, he, like they'll he's take in, your he's... answers, you have in interviews, and they'll like mash them all oh, together. And they'll, okay. oh, that's I, I bet it was something like that. So basically, he's in, he's in the communist sphere. <laughs> It was just above the middle, but in the authoritarian section, section and to the two to the left, I believe. You know, you can look it up. I'm sure it's out there still. But well, you know, the communist grid, not not necessarily a communist, just in the same. Yeah, the authoritarian. Sphere. Yeah, authoritarian. Yeah, left you know, authoritarian. Based upon my test, I'm afraid to take it again. I think they might push me over to the left. <laughs> it hasn't changed, but I found other political compass tests that are yeah. better, but. There are also some, yeah. I'm supposed to turn oh. the green screen back on. Thanks for not telling me, Rhett. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at this. Yeah. I this, thought you were dressed uh, as an alien or something. It's like <laughs> a 4chan thing that's got all this where the plot showing like what you would be considered based on where you are. And both DeAndre and I would be within the sphere that is liberalism. Actually, no, I take that back. DeAndre would be in the middle which would be, this is just according to this, is liberalism. And then I would be... liberalism? It just says liberalism, but I'm sure that's what it's talking about. I would be within the activism sphere, and you would be in the mutualism. I don't know. Somebody just made this crap up. The fuck is mutualism? I would assume that mutualism has to do with a, a voluntarism, like something like that. I wouldn't peg you. To I think that this is a terrible. Okay. There's so many different freaking, you know what I mean? Like people will make an image and then place different things or box off certain areas and call it this and call it that. 
Yeah. Yeah, I've got I've, I've been thinking about it a lot, and uh, I just yeah, think uh, anarchism can work, but ancoms get things wrong that it, it would collapse, and ancaps get some things right. wrong that it would right. collapse. So, like, there, you, if you're going to be an anarchist, you can't be all you know ancom or ancap. You, there's got to be a well, you you, you, be, you can be an anarcho communist, but it's only it would only work if it was like five people or something right it, it, the, it the does second you try small the reason yeah. why it ended up so bloody every time is because as soon as one person disagrees you have to kill them because they can't <laughs> be part of the but anarcho-capitalism you could live in whatever you want whatever you can go off and have your commune and that's just that's the only system that it, a right libertarian system is the only system where any system could flourish as long as they're not, you know, being ridiculous and trying to do, you know, trying to hurt people or kill people. There I go, ghosting again. Half of me is going to go see Biden. I thought you had a dude. You need to get a full green screen. Yeah, not just I'm, that I'm little work, circle behind you. I'm working on it. Okay, you got got, got bills over here. I dude. I think he's frozen again. I think so too. Oh man, maybe he went to go visit yeah. Biden. Oh, he did, I, I dude. Did you see that Biden video again. of where Joe Biden? Yeah, the most recent one where he went to shake somebody's hand, and then there's but, nobody there, and then he looks down at his hand like, "What is this?" Yeah, he's like, he's like "You betrayed <laughs> me." But you, but did you, you know uh, what's even worse is before that he, they're walking down the red carpet, right? So the prime minister is pointing at the carpet, trying to tell Biden to move. He's like babying Biden, moving him around, ushering him everywhere. You see and the Easter made, Bunny? I seen that one, but you know what made it worse <laughs> about the is about the Israel thing? Joe Biden is sitting there in front of the Israelites and says, "Let us not forget the honor of the Holocaust." <laughs> he said, he "Really." That. He said, let's not forget the honor of the Holocaust. He said, I mean, the horror be, of the Holocaust. You got, oh, the, wow, man. That's just, it's never new or surprising. Anytime, you know, something thought, ridiculous happens with Biden, said, it's I, just like, okay, that's just, that's just what he does. I like he's been doing this for years. To, uh, to Carl, because I, I was like, yeah, he called the, he, he called the Holocaust an honor in front of the Jewish people. I mean, even though we obviously know that he probably didn't mean that, maybe he did, but I, I don't. It's I, I still it kind a, of. I think it was a Freudian slip because this is really what the left is well, about. He, he always he's always making Freudian slips. But but think about it. He says this is an honor that the, about the Holocaust, and then he goes to shake a ghost hand. So maybe <laughs> maybe he was talking to, to Hitler at that moment in time. <laughs> I mean. Biden is not well. He really is not. Did, did, did you see that, Alden? He froze again. Oh, no. What have you done, Rhett? I didn't know I could control the weather. I turn that uh, TV off. Man. Don't you know when you have the head of a size of George Lopez that you influence the stratosphere? I hadn't I hadn't caught on yet. <laughs> Remember, I used to get so mad when you would say that. 
I know, man. Burleson <laughs> used to say, hey, he's about to fire his laser. Yeah, shoot you said that in high school, dude. It would, I used to be like way more sensitive than I am now. You weren't Noah sensitive, though. You didn't growl at people. I'm still kind of <laughs> sensitive, but I'm not that sensitive because I've, you know, I've just had to learn not to be. And especially if I'm going to be doing this kind of thing, we're, yeah, you I, know, I've always we're going to get hate. A, I've always been sort of a dick, so. Yeah, but I've never seen you be like you. Any, it doesn't matter what somebody says to you; you just don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm really good at hiding my emotions, but then they then there gets to that point where, where you know, I also have a breaking point. You know how when you were having your well, everybody does and stuff. I've had those too, but most of the time when I have those things, it's family that does it to me. Family is the one that breaks me, but everybody else. You know, I'm like the fuck the hell with it. Now and now when we were in high school, I was a lot more sensitive. You know, you you left because you didn't come back until I think tenth grade. But middle school, I was a lot more sensitive, and that's where I had learned to, that's where I learned to, that I needed to thicken my skin. You hold this. I was, for just a I second. Was horrible. It was horrible. The middle school. I'm gonna this core and try to put it on the table because maybe it, it would be better higher up. Hey, take your time. Yeah. And I'm not seeing anything over here in the news today, really. Like, I saw some stuff in the news. I mean, obviously, uh, we should probably give our condolences to the Trump family with the death of Ivana Trump. Rip yeah. Ivana, even though I never really knew anything about her. I suppose it's just customary to say that. She fell down the stairs. That's a terrible way to go. Seventy-three years old. I, you know, the problem was she she lived alone. Well, I heard that it was cardiac arrest. I'm assuming resulting from the so fall. What what the New York um, chief of medicine uh, examiner says is that she died due died of blunt force injuries from the from an accidental fall. So <laughs> maybe she had cardiac arrest and that might have caused her to fall. But they have concluded that the death was from the trauma that she faced when her chest hit the ground by the stairs. Man, that's horrible. It she was, was like, what, 73? 73. 72. Man. I believe. Maybe 73. You know, I don't think uh, so. An, an, another thing in the news that I saw yesterday, but I don't know if I, I couldn't find it today. Uh, Kamala Harris is calling for violence against Republican men who support the Supreme Court's decision on the Roe v. Wade. Did she actually say that? Let me see if I can find the article because I seen because you know she on, she uh, really on, has she can't really talk in public like she just it seems like she's nervous every time like she's tense she and then she just starts speaking in circles. She has nothing to say. I mean, she 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 doesn't prepare. That's her problem. She doesn't prepare. She she treats the she treats her job as the vice president as a popularity contest, which she did not win. She was just picked because she fit all the check boxes that the left wanted. They don't like her. They didn't even get her over three percent. Hey, let's talk about something. Uh, I'm firmly convinced that uh, Democrats and Republicans both rigged their own primaries depending on who they want to 
I'm not saying all states, but it, it like Ron Paul, evident. you know, and you, yeah. you know, and then Bernie Sanders. Like, they yeah, tried Bernie to do Sanders, it with Trump. Andrew Yang. Uh, I always watch the Democratic National uh, or whatever their debates, their primary debates before the presidential and uh, Tulsi Gabbard. You know, they wouldn't let her speak, and I don't know. Okay, so they do. They do. Absolutely. They rig their primaries. Um, I think the Democrats are a lot better at it than the Republicans are because Trump wouldn't have won if they would have had Mitt it. Romney. Way. Nobody picked Mitt Romney. That yeah. dude didn't win their primary. Mitt Romney you know, sucked. You know, if you if you go if you go by a story that was told by Larry King on the Craig Ferguson show, you know, Mitt Romney, he he went to Canada and he tied this. He, he took his whole family. And he tied his dogs to the top of the car. <laughs> My dog is on the roof. And they went to Canada, and uh, he don't know how they got back. <laughs> he, but he tied, but he tied the dogs to the top of the car, and drove to Canada. Are primary elections held to the same scrutiny, like with the Secretary of State, as uh, general elections? Because it's just among members in their own party. I don't know. I I, I think I, that. I, I, I think it's not. Well, here's another example. Chris McDaniel. Um, Chris McDaniel beat Thad Cochran in the, in the initial. I don't know if this was a, what I, I don't know if it was a primary, but I think it was a special election. Or maybe, no, I th- that was in 2014. I think that was, a. anyway, Chris McDaniel beat Thad Cochran. And then they had a runoff and the Republican machine in Mississippi recruited a bunch of Democrats to go vote for that Cochran. And they ended up basically stealing the election from Chris McDaniel, the Republican machine in Mississippi. So I think that primaries are a lot easier for a party to rig or manipulate in some way than general elections are. So according to this, um, the Washington Examiner says that Kamala Harris shared an ad attacking Republican men who support the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. The ad is paid for by the Democratic National Committee, featuring several prominent members of the Republican Party celebrating the decision, all of whom were men. The video encourages viewers to visit a website where they can get involved and defend choice week of action an event that helps elect democrat politicians in the midterms she says it is not the time to throw up our hands let us roll up our sleeves we are in this fight together and then she has a video hey, it's ridiculous to say that she's that. encouraging attacking people i don't think that that's you're taking it out of context if you think I that i'm not, I'm not saying you are but let me, let's see let me see Let's 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 see. Let me let me share this um with us and let's let's see. Let's see if the Washington Examiner's clickbaiting me. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Probably so. Um we're gonna go right here. Uh, where where the hell is it? There it is. Share screen. Uh, optimize for video clip. And we're going to screen two. Okay. Um let's let's watch right to choose this is a moment for incredible celebration what a great victory and they're not done yet 
Mike Pence wants to ban abortion in every state. Mitch McConnell says a national abortion ban is possible. 50 years of women's rights stripped away by the few. But we are the many. We will fight for freedom and we will not be silenced. That is complete clickbait. And then this is what they say here. Um, this is there's this is pointless obviously that's not what happened yeah i'm with red on this one that's just some this is same thing too because they're mashed together this is the tweet that they said they that they're saying that she's calling for violence against men in this case she is not calling for that's clearly not what the context of this video is yes there's no violence there now they have not her specifically but some people have yeah, some prominent Democrats have, but they've been doing that for a long time. So, you know, yeah, but I don't, don't, I don't be surprised don't if they have. Now, there, some people are trying to tie this one into uh, her cause or it says that the protests should not stop. Uh, they're trying to tie that into it, which is in itself not a call for violence. I mean, yeah, I mean, protesting is... The protest protected, that, but the of protest course not that, violent protests. That the Democrats are championing are violent protests, but to call for but to call for protest, we can't call that violence. We don't call it violence, but uh I don't I don't know if like to the content of that ad specifically. They're going to try, but I don't know if this decision constitutionally allows the federal government to do that. So I don't think there's any any merit. Uh, for but I also for think it. that Mike Pence and whatever, I, or Mitch McConnell was it? I think that that's also not a good idea either. A national ban because it, first of all they can't make any law about it either way, so a national ban or a codification would both be unconstitutional. And this is what I mean by we cannot underestimate the Republicans' ability to fuck this up. I mean, they have they've been they've been they've been handed uh, a golden Easter egg of the Joe Biden administration, and. If they continue to do stuff like this, where, I mean, and let's, let's face it, this isn't really that much of an effective advertisement, but if they continue to give Democrats this type of ammunition, the Republicans are going to set themselves up to lose what was easily the ability to take back the House and Senate. They're going to take it back. They're just probably not going to do anything. The chances of them doing anything... Yeah, very slim. Dude, Kevin McCarthy is going to be the, the majority leader or the speaker. Yeah. Don't like McCarthy. Uh, a, fr- a friend of mine asked me a question about how this one become the speaker of the House. And as far as I understand, looking and unless, unless there are actual rules in the House regulation that says that the member of the House must be a member of the House of Representatives. No, that's not true. According to according to the Constitution. You do not have it doesn't have to be anybody a member of the House of Representatives to be that. So 
a friend of mine says, well, what, well, what if the, what if they do this? What if they elect Donald Trump to be the Speaker of the House and then impeach Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? <laughs> I, I actually I said, heard people mention that before, like they I could, said, but, you know, they're not going to do that. I said they could, but it's not realistic uh, because... You know, you could you could find a reason to impeach Joe Biden, but then you'd have to find a reason to impeach Kamala Harris. And just her getting elected is not a you know uh, taking over. It's not enough to impeach her. Yeah, I don't know if you could impeach her, but you could definitely impeach Joe Biden for many different things. Yeah, but if we start being like that, if we start scrutinizing all this st stuff that heavily, then every, you know. Many of the last few presidents are were impeachable. Yeah, Barack Obama, for example, Bill Clinton uh, has an impeachable offenses. I, I think the one that the Republicans decided to die on was not Stupid. impeachable. That one was not impeachable. You know what? What was impeachable? Was uh, Waco? That was impeachable. Yeah. Uh, what was impeachable? If you ask me, uh, NATO was a. A bastardization of America, of America of America you were uh giving the enemy power over us by doing that that's stupid uh, not not not, uh, not, I, don't, NAFTA. Uh, I disagree with you on NAFTA, that one not NATO, I'm sorry NAFTA. NAFTA I don't know about it was a horrible deal and, and it hurt Americans um but he um getting involved in the Ukraine thing yeah uh, well, I won't say it's impeachable, but it's clearly something that we should have looked at a lot more clearly back then. But retrospect is, you know, uh, if they if they knew if they had a crystal ball to see the future, we wouldn't be in this problem. Or, we, or maybe we would be in this problem. Maybe they just don't care. Oh, uh, how's your campaign been going, Alden? Have you had any well, events? Um, really, I... Uh... I've had a lot of people come up to me. I've been going around uh, giving campaign swag, you know, for people to pass out. I've got door hangers and uh, uh, rat cards, as they're called, and a few other things, flashlights. Flash. But uh, people, hey, yeah, I know. Flashlight but, here is a uh, people. Uh, helps me so yeah, people much. are messaging me uh, more frequently. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, a lot of people are turned off by Ezel. Yeah, if if they're if they're and people are turned off by us. Dupree, but mostly Ezel. Yeah. Me, well, Dupree, I do. Dupree's a crook. And Ezel, I do know this. So, uh, I'm actually from Hattiesburg, um, originally, and my mother, uh, she's a college professor now, but she used to be a reporter uh, for. The Hattiesburg American, and whenever Dupree got elected, she was hired on to be his public relations coordinator and served for many years. She worked at City Hall there, so I personally know Johnny Dupree, but I also know that there's been a lot of corruption in Hattiesburg with stealing elections, and he's just a standard Democrat, basically. I mean, I have nothing against him personally, but he keeps losing in Mississippi. He, he ran for governor and lost. I don't know why. It seems strange to me that he continues to run as a Democrat in Mississippi. If he wants to win, then he's going to have to go somewhere else because Mississippi is just. 
Yeah, and he's very he's socially conservative. He's he could run as a Republican and he'd win with the same stance as he has now. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me at this point why he would still try to hold on to that party is irredeemable. There's nothing. There's a few good people, but they don't belong in that party anymore. It's because they don't want to lose the black vote. The Dem- Democrats are so entrenched to believing that their pathway to success is always through blacks and the and the minorities that they will do anything. And you've seen that. With, but that's uh, not the case anymore, though. I mean, Joe Biden's that, black it, support is. It may not. Of course, it's still. But do you honestly think that the blacks are going to vote Republican in this in this election? It no, doesn't but, matter what they do. They don't have to be. They're not the largest minority voting bloc anymore. And Hispanics are actually leaning harder towards. But you have to you have to follow the trends. The trends of the Hispanic voters are first generation voters, which are the demographic that the Democrats really want. That's the reason why they want to push for these open borders. Most most of them are socially conservative, though. Yeah. Overwhelmingly vote. Look at uh, at the polls. First-time Hispanic voters typically vote Democrat. Second second generation and afterwards, they tend to vote Republican. And the Democrats, they want to continue to replace that first-time Hispanic voter. That's And that's the reason why they're so focused on trying to pander to that base. And the pandering with the Blacks, it might work. With the Hispanics, it's not working. I mean, you know, they came out. I mean, what Joe Biden came out and called them breakfast tacos. I mean, come on. They are the most evenly split voting demographic in the country. They're basically 50 50 now, Republican, Democrat. And I don't know about Democrats as a whole, but Joe Biden has hit his lowest approval rating uh, with blacks, lower than any other Democrat ever. But that doesn't mean they're going to switch. Yeah, blacks aren't going to switch. Blacks are a lost cause at this point. I I hate to say it, but it's the truth. Blacks, it's going to take it's going to take something on the on the on the level of the civil rights movement, Uh, and I and I don't mean that as in a march or movement. I mean that as an atrocity of a great kind, losing someone of major importance to the to blacks. Uh, They used to be Republicans. Yeah, they did. Obviously, and that's what I'm saying. It's going to take some major tragedy. In order to get blacks to to have a way uh, to wake up, and I don't see that happening. I just don't see it happening. Blacks, blacks are they're lost cause at this point. I, I was part of an all black panel last night, you know, as I as I always am part of all black panels on Thursdays, and one of the, one of the things we we talk about trying to promote black excellence, and. Dude, imagine if I imagine I'm just saying, listen to how that sounds. Imagine if I went and got on all white panel. What would people say about me? They call you a racist. Of course they would. I wouldn't do it because I'm really not into that kind of identity politics and putting my identity before anything. I went on there because I want I I want to uh, to try to wake up black people because blacks are not going to get my type of opinion from that all black panel because everybody else is saying is saying that there's nothing wrong with a black state senator in rhode island twerking as a campaign advertisement i mean wrong in what way oh that 
it's unbecoming, but it's not necessarily morally wrong. That the entire advertisement, there was not there was nothing else in it. She says, "Vote for me," and twerks. And yeah, I think that's ridiculous, but it's not necessarily. But no, what I'm saying, I'm not saying wrong, as in that. I'm saying if she's a representation of us, the people who are like her, blacks. That's what we've sunk to. This is what black people are supposed to look at for representation. And you guys say that there's nothing wrong with that. Type I of can't say I'm surprised the, then at the all. B, the BET person. I don't watch BET. Uh, it, it's not the same BET that I grew up on. Uh, but they had a, a music award where she shows up. And the only thing that's covering her body are these golden fucking stickers on her nipples. And we're supposed to champion this as acceptable role model behavior for blacks for black women particularly and they're they're saying that this is that that this is okay that we shouldn't be talking about it as her body her choices like nobody's saying that we're saying that this is what our children have to watch on tv because the number one viewers of bet are teenage age young black boys uh, and young black girls most adults are not watching BET, you know, and the, you know if if I don't go on those shows, they will never they will never get um, a voice of reason. But the problem is, I I know all the names that they call you. Oh yeah. The the way that they treat you and revile you and act like you're some sort of, you know, henchman of the white man or something insane like that. That's there's you, um, you know what you know it's what, just you it's know absurd the how comes, they you know what the fun comes out with it though is I get to call out a lot of the black racism on there too because you know you have people on there and they uh, and I, they they claim to be conservative uh, and I and they say oh well, I, this this is the white man's this white man's that and I sit there and I I I lose my temper with these people a lot because. This is not about black and white when you're doing this. If you're doing a show that's all black, it should be to promote the community. It should not be to talk about the white man that's holding the community down because that's not the case. White people don't live in your community. So how can the, how in the hell can they be holding it back if you're not living in it? Your police chiefs are black. Your mayors are black. Your heads of schools are black. So don't stop stop trying to pin problems on the white people. They're not the ones that are causing the issues. And so I get I, I love when I get the opportunity to go in there and call out the nonsense uh, that is spewed from from black people, from black racists, really. These black supremacists. Oh, I, I mean, you know, I get a lot of flack for it, but someone has to do it. It, it does seem like what you just said though it's a lost cause it is it's not a loss it maybe but, it is for the community as a whole but it, it's not, not for individuals not for, yeah exactly not for individuals i have seen such an awakening in young people and now i've been given an opportunity here in mississippi to be part of a nonprofit uh to speak to 14 to 22 year old young people 
Um, it's mo probably going to be mostly black young people because it's going to be focused on the inner cities and Hattiesburg area, which is, I, I was shocked by the amount of black people in Hattiesburg when I first moved there. I did not know that Hattiesburg had that many black people. <laughs> Dude, I went to Ellen, Thames Elementary. I was like one of like four white kids at the school. I, was, I, was I went there for like almost all of that's where I went before social elementary for all of elementary school. I mean, you, you think think about how I how I mean how you felt coming to socials, how I felt going there. And I was an adult when I went there. I went there to go to work, and I wasn't working at a call center. The entire where everybody was black. But when I grew up in school, and especially at social elementary, I was probably and the only black person in every class I ever had. The only the only time I didn't that really I, ever. I, I never even thought about that. In my class was was James Land. And all <laughs> the black people that went to school at Social Elementary, with the exception of two, rode my school bus. And we all went to the same church. We're all basically part of the same family. And so every person that was black at the school at Social Elementary were all going to the same place. And so Throughout my entire course of in school, I was always the only black kid in the classroom. Like, up until we got to high, uh, middle school and high school. So when I went to Hattiesburg, and I'm like, the first thing I said, I'm in there, I'm a grown man working at the Obamacare, and the first thing I said is, where the hell are all the white people? I'm like, we're all white folks. I don't see still just black people. Everywhere. I'm like, I did not know Hattiesburg had that many black people. But then I learned about West Hattiesburg and Hattiesburg, Hattiesburg. I never, I remember that. I, I completely, honestly, I never once thought about it when I moved to social elementary. That, you know, it was just always what I knew. But I never, I don't, I don't know. It was never a thought to me like, oh, all these black people, I feel left out. Like I didn't really care. I was just, I, mean, I, I was really used care. to it. I didn't really care either because like you said, you don't think about that. But when I, as an adult, when I moved up there, cause I, I never went to school up there. So I never had that experience, but was, but as an adult, I was shocked. Cause I, I thought that I didn't know that to me, black people lived in Mississippi. And then as I did my research, I found out that Mississippi has the largest population of black people uh, for a state in the union. You didn't know that? No, not not until I started researching. When I when I when I first went to Hattiesburg, and they're, they're like, "Well, Hattiesburg has uh, fifty five thousand citizens, and they have a what a a little over thirty percent black population in Hattiesburg, maybe more than that." And like him, I was shocked. I did not know. But, and you know, it, it goes to show. I mean, I, I mean, what what's what's your take on this, Alden? Because we we talked uh, about this Wednesday, and me and Rhett were making comparisons to where we've to where we've gone, where we've lived, the experiences as it, as it relates to racism, Mississippi. It, it it's just not kind of breaking up there. I'm trying to get the bits yeah, and pieces. Emma, I'm sorry. I said, Miss. I said, what? What is? What's your thought? Because me and Rhett, we've talked the, um, about the places we've been, the states we've gone to, our experiences uh, as it relates to racism and 
identity politics and places we lived specifically because i mean if i just went there i can't speak to it but yeah if and i live somewhere then i know mississippi just isn't a racist state i mean at least not from what i've experienced i don't know if you've experienced anything that might uh give you a different opinion than what i have out but what's your, what's your take on that as far as I, mississippi i just got logged back in they kicked me out again i'm sorry okay that's one more time real quick just you're good now you're clear i was saying what's your take on mississippi as a racist state in comparison because like me and Rhett, we've gone to other states we've lived to other in other states and our experiences in mississippi versus our experiences there and never experienced any racism here but you know just comparatively speaking not necessarily overall a racist state but it have i've experienced more racism against me and against other people um, of other races. I've seen the least of that here, but maybe it's because I live on the coast. But I saw the most of it by far in Connecticut and then Arizona on the Navajo Reservation. I hear that the, that the Delta region is pretty bad, but you know I've been up there. I've never really had a problem. Yeah, I grew up in Northeast Arkansas in the Delta, and uh. It was it was more racist than where I currently live, noticeably more so. Uh, not to say there aren't races here, there are, but for some reason, I, Northeast Arkansas, it, it was a it was a big issue. Not towards you know me, but you know white individuals towards. Uh, everyone else not everybody was like that the people that hung around weren't but yeah, it was noticeable it's never it's just always seemed insane like why do you care what why do you that's always what i'm thinking like when i when i see somebody being racist my first uh thought is well they're probably not very smart like that's just how it comes off because it doesn't make any sense to be that or either just completely inexperienced with the world and have never traveled anywhere. I mean, we're tribal by nature as humans, but you know, you got to expand your horizons a little bit, stop looking at people just based on that immutable characteristic. That's doesn't really mean, you know, it's not that important. Like why would you hate on somebody because of that? Yeah, various reasons. You, you remember that case? It was just a couple of years ago that lady refused to marry uh, an interracial couple. And uh, I mean, she claimed that, oh, well, it's in the Bible. But that's not and true. I know her pastor came out and was <laughs> like, no, no, that's wrong. And she public, you know, she publicly apologized and said, sorry, I was just racist because the Bible, you know, told me to. I'm not saying that's the reason for it. It's just ignorance and all different people aspects. will take more and justify more things from the Bible than anything else. And these people have no clue what any of this actually, I know where she got it from. It's the old Testament because the Israelites were not supposed to intermarry with the Canaanite, the local Canaanite tribes, because they were brutal savages who sacrificed their kids. And, and they assume that that applies to you today. And, Oh, well, you can't marry the races. Like it's absurd stuff like that. that people, like think 
Yeah, and I and I still don't see where that comes from here in within America, you know, especially in especially in modern times. But then now, when you take a look at the racism in modern time America, these leftists—it's artificial. It's been remanufactured. Uh, yeah, manufactured. But the real racism, as Rhett pointed out last in our last show, is the 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 bigotry of low expectations that these leftists how they think. Of, of blacks, of Hispanics, of people who don't agree with what they believe in. And I believe that's more political agreement as opposed to it, it's just their pandering gone wrong. I don't believe they really just hate these individuals. I think they're trying to pander towards these individuals, and if they go against that, no, yeah, they just don't know. They have preconceived notions about like most of these people are white leftists who haven't lived in upper class neighborhoods never barely ever seen a black person in their lives and they think that there's some sort of different you know that's the impression that i've gotten and see the the problem is is that the left what they have done is they have tried to change the definition of what racism is so much so make it loosely fit around what they want it to fit around so that it can't apply to them when they do what is actual racism well, what they've done is they've all basically what they've done is altered the definition to where it only applies to white males. Yes. Because they right. say you can't be racist. And this is exactly not, what not they only, say. Not only do they do it to say where you, it does, it only applies to white males. It specifically only applies to white males that do not agree with them. Well, no, it because, applies to the other ones, too. But th- no, those no, are like no, cucks. No, no. The ones that agree with them, they see them as like little subservient you, cucks. Uh, there, there was a video. Um, where this woman, she was interviewing uh, a, a leftist male, and he called them racist. They were Hispanic women, black men, Hispanic men, called them racist for supporting Donald Trump. And they asked him, is he a racist for supporting Joe Biden? When Joe Biden has said racist things, he says, no, I'm not a racist, but you're a racist because you support somebody who has racist policy, blah, blah, blah. And then he, then he goes on to say to the white woman, that you you're a fucking white you're you're a fucking white woman with blonde hair. You are a racist for being a white woman with blonde hair. But he's a white man. But he's not a racist because he believes in the cause. No, well, it's it's just virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. Like, how, look how morally superior I am. I'm better than you because I've but, admitted but to I'm, my white I'm, privilege or whatever. But what I'm saying is, is by his definition of racism. She's a racist for supporting Donald Trump. He supports Joe Biden, who said and has actually enacted racist policies, but he's but he's not a racist. So by his own, well, of course not. That's racist. just how that's just how the standard works with these people. They've completely they, co-opted the establishment. Yeah, they they change the definition to to fit the mode to whoever they're going up against. Like he called the Hispanics uh, that were supporting Donald Trump racist. Well, they're, you know, they're allowed to do that because the the very origin of their philosophy, which is they probably most of them don't even know where these ideas came from. But in that philosophy, uh, postmodernism specifically, I got um, a good idea. Jacques Derrida, the philosopher from France, Jacques Derrida is the one who c- came up with this idea of um, 
basically nothing really means anything in words. You can just, you know, everything is sort of, there's no objective reality. So whatever your subjective reality, whatever you feel it is, that's what's true. Well, this, this I want you guys to react to this because this, this is where they're getting it from. This is why we're so screwed. I want you guys to react to this. I'm pretty sure you've probably already seen it. Now, Professor Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. It, would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, it's, we can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my line of questioning because so we can't talk about it because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm is denying dangerous. that trans people exist by asking are you? you if you're talking you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think so. <laughs> you're denying that trans people exist. Thank and you. that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you? Absolutely. Or are they also treated like this? Where no, you, no, no, they're, they're told that to they're at, opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow, I, I would learn a lot. I've learned a you, lot. I know. This exchange. Absolutely. Extraordinary. Yep. Um, Dude, look at her eyes beating. She, she, but that's what you get. It's just all over the place. Well, uh, I'm going uh, to say something. I can't stand Tom Cotton, uh, senator from Arkansas. I'm not familiar too much with Mr. Hawley, but. Uh, well, I don't, I don't well, think what was this the, really uh, germane to the point. It was just the context. What was the beginning of the, of the what was the beginning of the conversation before the video? What was it even? The, was it just the, the transphobic comment, comment that the, the we were looking at? The hearing question that they had her on there for, she's a, a law professor, and they were they had her on there. This was uh, in the Senate's attempts to make, codify uh, the protection of abortion and going across states to do uh, to have abortions. So they were having a conversation about that. So the entire thing, as a matter of fact, let me play the entire one because there's another video and it's a little bit longer. It's, it gives me well, six minutes. I'll go, I'll go ahead and say this. Uh... I think Mr. Cotton was Senator Cotton was that was Mr. Haley. Yeah, Mr. Haley. He uh, looked like he was just trying to start an argument. And I, I know that we could argue and people could argue. America could argue all day about uh, or till the end of time about, you know, what, what's a woman, what's a man. But people who identify at the end of the day, people who identify as trans men i mean do get pregnant so uh whether or not one agrees uh you know on a from a biology standpoint is besides the point in my opinion but uh, I, I think he was just trying to change the subject in that scenario and uh 
He's trying to get out of, a rise out of her. Well, let's listen to this one and see if this adds a little bit more clarity to it. Because that was just that was just having her respond to the question. But the questioning said it wasn't very long. He had answered uh some questions to her and then some questions to the um the other members of the panel. So where's Rhett? He oh he always runs off in the middle of these things. I have to wait for him to get back to this chair so I don't have to play the video twice. Hey, heck's he doing back there? Yeah, we, do, do you see what I have to deal with when you're not here, Alden? Rhett just runs off and leaves me, and I'm sitting here talking to talking to the air. Yeah, there, there he is. There he, he finally decides to sit back in his chair. I'm gonna play and I'm gonna play the ex, the extended clip. In order to give us a little bit more context about what this entire case was about, uh, this is a a law professor at UCLA in Berkeley. Five six. So here's the extended version of this. This is for a hearing about um, the pregnancy centers and and abortion care and and things like that. So let's take a listen. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thanks to all of the witnesses for being here. Before, uh, I, I want to visit with you, Ms. Metzke, but before I do, I just want to clear one thing up. Professor Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a. We it's, can it's recognize that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is is that the core of this this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my line of questioning because so we can't talk about it because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm denying dangerous. that trans people exist by asking are you? you if you're talking are you? about women are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that there, uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think women can <laughs> so get pregnant. you are denying that trans people exist. Thank and that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you Absolutely. or are they also treated like this? Where no, you, no, no, they're, they're told that to they're at, opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow, I, I would learn a lot. I've learned a you, lot just I know. in this exchange. Absolutely. Extraordinary. Yep. Um, Ms. Matsky, let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. So you provide health care to women Free of charge, right? Is that is that right? You've Absolutely. done, you've done this many years. I've seen this video. You have licensed medical professionals at your pregnancy care centers. Is, is that right? That is correct. And what are some of the, the resources that you provide for women who, who come to you in a time of need? So, just give us a, you, you talked about it in your written testimony, but just give us a, a sense yeah. of it. So we have three OBGYN doctors, five registered nurses, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, phlebotomists, medical assistants, and we provide 
prenatal care, OBGYN care. We provide pregnancy tests, ultrasounds, well woman visits, breast exams. Uh, we provide a wide range of medical services. Yes. So what do you think about the DC politicians now saying that your clinic and the other 3,000 pregnancy care centers around this country are, are, are fake medical clinics. For instance, Senator Warren has said, it's now more important than ever to crack down on so-called crisis pregnancy centers that mislead and deceive patients. Senator Menendez, crisis pregnancy centers jeopardize women's health and well-being, all while elevating unproven theories about birth control. Uh, Senator Warner wrote to Google asking them to censor search results for care centers like yours, saying directing women to fake clinics that traffic in misinformation is dangerous to women's health and undermines the integrity of Google's search results. Uh, are, are, do you run a fake clinic? I mean, is, is that what's happening here? You don't provide actual medical care to actual women? We absolutely do not. Um, run a fake clinic and we have a full medical staff. Like I said, many of our medical professionals have experienced abortion for themselves, inclu including our OBGYN doctor who used to perform abortions. So our entire medical staff is there for women, whether they choose abortion and walk out the door or whether they choose life for their baby and we support them for years after that. Do you think there ought to be an ideological test to be able to get medical care in this country? I mean, is that, should we, should we say to women, well, you have to agree with the DC Democrats ideology, otherwise you can't go get medical care, or maybe for you and, and the physicians who work at your pregnancy care center or the thousands of others across the country, should we impose an ideological test on them and say that, well, you have to agree with the DC Democrats position on abortion or you can't provide medical care to women? Is that, should we do that in this country? Absolutely not. I, I just wanna ask in my, in my few remaining seconds here, Ms. Ms. Harley, um, the Dobbs decision, as I understand it, I, I've read it now a number of times, it gives to voters the decision as to what law should be pertaining to life and pertaining to abortion in all 50 states and, and other jurisdictions around the country. I, I'm just curious, do you know what percentage of voters in this country support the D.C. Democrats' position that they want to impose on the entire country, a one-size-fits-all rule they want to impose from the top down? Do you know what percentage of voters support their position, which is also, by the way, the, the same position taken by North Korea and China, other notable violators of human rights. Do you, do you know what percentage it is? I know that nearly 90% of Americans oppose abortion in the third trimester. Um, the number that would support abortion up to the moment of birth uh, has to be minuscule. It's, it's a horrific policy. Yeah, I, I mean, based on the most recent Harvard poll that was just released just a few days ago, it, it less than 10% of voters say that they would support abortion into the final month of pregnancy, and yet that is the law that the D.C. politicians want to impose on every voter in America to take this away from the people, take it away from my state, take it away from all the other states and the voters in the states, but impose this law uniformly that is not supported by 90% of the American people. Talk about anti-democratic. At the same time, they want to shut down 3,000 pregnancy care centers all around this country. That's radical. Thank you for being here. Okay. Now, with that context, what were we watching that for? I wanted to give more context to, to um. Yeah, but that part had nothing to do with the. 
the quote for for Alden because he had asked what what was this about? What was the conversation about this? But now I hear that right, Alden, you've actually seen this clip before. Yeah. I uh. Yeah, I had. It was cutting in and out on me though, but I I had seen it before. But did that add any any um any context to the reaction on? This no, oh, hope I'm. Am I using the word right? Ret the, the syllogisms that the left uses, uh, where they weren't even talking about trans issues, and she just comes out and interjects and says that anybody that asks questions are denying that they exist and are enacting <laughs> violence against them. Uh, I'm gonna say this. I agree with her. Uh, I believe it can and does uh you know promote in my opinion what i consider bigotry and uh i don't know if the suicide statistic was correct but it seems about wait, right wait, what are you saying promotes bigotry uh, asking if well, specifically just, uh, you've got a group of individuals you know trans individuals and uh <laughs> they got a they have it tough especially teenagers going through uh you know that period of life where they're they're trying to find their gender identity uh suicide is high in the lgbt community uh you know and questioning who they identify as whether you agree with it or don't agree with it uh, that can uh harbor feelings of low self-esteem so i, I do agree with what she said it, it can. I, I'm, I don't think that's what he was doing, though. Yeah, I don't I, think I, that he was questioning think, whether or not they exist. Right, that's maybe not that instance. I just agree with her general statement, but knowing that particular. I mean, obviously, trans people exist, but the suicide rate before and after transition is exactly the same. Um, yeah. But it's obvious that they're they're experience. not the same as 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 a regular woman who can actually give birth. Trans men cannot give birth. I think the, I might be getting my terminology correct. Now, I don't think that that's any reason to disparage them or treat them without respect or, you know, obviously. I think wrong. what she, I think she, what she was saying was individuals who were born male, but then transition no, and identify as different. It's trans men or women who are born women and then they transition to men. So she's saying that they that the women. Oh yeah, that is what she said. Still have okay. the ability to to become pregnant. However, if they completed the transitioning process, they do not have the ability to become pregnant because they don't have those those organs anymore. Normally, you get a hysterectomy. There's no chance of you getting pregnant anymore. Either way, none of these are good reasons to discriminate against people. Obviously, right. I don't really understand the point of uh, I guess the. I guess I got, I'm confused about what we're talking about now. No, yeah, my, me too. My, and I don't remember my, how we got on this topic. Yeah, my only my only contention with with this, with uh, bringing up this, was to show how the left, what what they do, when when we say anything to them that they disagree with, I mean instantly, they, they he he didn't even say anything that could have been transphobic, and he. And she comes up there and, and accuses him of, of committing violence against trans people for asking questions. 
well, yeah, that's the play with language that they do. This is a this is a just a trick in the book. Yeah, they, they obfuscate. To to, they try not to be clear about what they're saying because that's on purpose. I do think he was being condescending, and that could contribute to uh, not necessarily that exact, but just lots. You know, uh, like Charles Manson, he never killed anybody, but he was responsible for the deaths of a lot of individuals. I, I guess that's, yeah, my comparison. I don't know much uh, about Charles Manson. Anyway, yeah, I don't know if you know what we're talking about. I know who he is. I just don't know anything more about him than what I've seen. Like Anyway, uh, music and stuff. You're about ready to wrap this up. It's been yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah, you got uh I'm getting hungry. I got to go cook. It's always yeah. at nine o'clock with you. Always nine yeah, sorry about my internet, guys. It was cutting in and out the entire time. I missed half the Yeah, that's all right. But it's it okay. Happens. You know, we're we're always glad to have you. Um I guess to a cl- closing questions here. Uh, so Alden. Come uh come November, it's gonna be a choice between you, Dupree, and Ezel, and may maybe uh who's the other guy? Are you able to top it out, DeAndre? Is there a is there an option to do that? Type out yeah. the question. I'll type I'll type it out and I'll speak it at the same time. I'll type it in the chat. So just look down at the chat. But so I didn't even know they had a chat on Zoom. Yeah, we have a chat. I just never have to use it. <laughs> yeah, let me type it in there. Uh come come November. Yeah. Thank you all for having me back on. Oh, you're welcome. You know, we, uh, no, we really didn't talk about much, uh, but, uh, yeah, I know next time we'll try to have some, a little bit more structure. It's just that I I had the news up, but nothing has happened really to talk about within the last few days. It's been a rather slow week other than Biden shaking invisible people's hands again, but that's not the first time he's done that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even. And I know the Democrats do dumb stuff. I don't even. In a form, I don't really pay attention to them. Fools. You know, no, I tend to focus. I, tend to I, focus. I, I want to say that Biden is. I mean, he's the president, so we have to pay attention to what he's doing. But I, I agree with Alden that we should be more concerned about what's going on over on over here. So, you know. But what, what he's doing over there, the whole purpose was to try to go over there and get us some more energy, some more oil, which, you know, he could just do that over here, open up our job. Have you typed out the question yet? Yeah, I'm almost done with it. It's a, it's a, I'm more I'm critical good. of Republicans due to them supposedly being small government than I am of Democrats. Democrats, in my opinion, I just I just send to, tend to disregard their politics and cause they're, they do no, the same thing they've always done. That's not the case anymore. The Republicans are the ones who are doing what they've always done, which is nothing. But the Democrats' policies are seriously getting to a point where they've gone off the edge. Okay, so come November, it will be you, Dupree, and Ezell, uh, and Aaron Lee, presumably. Um, oh, did he get on the... Uh... Uh, I have no idea, but... Uh... 
To, to my knowledge, he hasn't dropped out. And so dude, why, why are you even giving him air? I don't him think air, he had don't the signatures. Even, yeah, don't even mention him anymore. He ignored me, dude. I have an, I had an issue with him. I don't want to. I'll text it to you, Brad. But uh, I, uh, <laughs> I. He seems like a, a narcissist. He, uh, he's like an some asshole. Messages. Yeah, but you know, he. I wanted, I wanted to talk aliens with the guy, but you know, what can I say? He never took it up. But I can tell you that my first impression was correct, even though nobody else could see it. Anyway, that's over with. Uh, so yeah. what, what will you say is going to distinguish you from your competition? Um, I don't even think Aaron Lee's in it, unless I'm wrong. Uh, but so far, the news has reported that myself, Dupree, and Ezel are the only ones qualified. Um, because he had to turn in his ballot signatures by a certain time because he was running as an independent, so he had to have so many signatures to uh, qualify. And I believe that deadline had passed long before the Republican and Democrat primaries. But uh, I'm working with both parties, and I feel that Ezel is going to try to make a name for himself. He's not pro-cannabis. Uh, I just don't see a sheriff being, well, just that cop mentality being pro-liberty. Uh, Dupree, I've got my own. I worked for Dupree in the city of Hattiesburg. He was the mayor. When I was there. I not really. I don't want to do any mudslinging. I'm going to set myself apart from them. I'm going to go to work, show up is half the battle. Uh, I'm going to fight for liberty. Hey, all right. I want to thank you again for coming on to the show. I know you had some technical difficulties. You know, uh, we have technical difficulties all the time. But I want to thank you again for coming on the show. You're always welcome back. I know we kind of strayed a little bit. We didn't really have much to much topic, but we had fun. And that's that's the good part, that we can have fun and be able to have these conversations. Um, you have any closing statements, Rhett, that you'd like to share with our audience? No, right. none. All right. Well, uh, tell us where we tell us where they can find you, Alden, so they can know where to go to give you some support going into the November election. If you're on Facebook, Alden Johnson for Congress, A L D E N Johnson for Congress, and uh, our website is aldenforcongress.com, F O R or the number four. Okay. Thank you so much for coming here today again. And we appreciate all of you, our viewers, for watching us. Follow us on Facebook, follow us on YouTube, follow us on uh, all the other places. Download us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever you can find us, Disturb America, or Payson Williams, Disturb America, PW. And we are out of here. All right. Thank you all. Y'all have a good night. You too.